1: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon
2: Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome in pro wrestling fans here on a Saturday. It is time for Busted Open Radio Weekend Edition Podcast. This should I'm your weekend host Ryan McKenna and joining me on this very special episode of Busted Open is not my usual co-host on Saturday. No, not Mark Henry. We got the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, in for this episode and I am very happy that Dreamer was able to uh, join us because we are wrestling fans, as most of you probably know by this point. uh, um, Memorializing and talking about the passing of the well you can you can put it a lot of ways the controversial the charismatic but uh, always entertaining new jack that's right new jack passing away last night and we spend a good portion of this episode diving into the legacy the importance and the uh, controversy of one new jack and we also hit on smackdown last night friday night on fox and how that is going to affect this weekend's pay-per-view backlash wrestlemania backlash as they're calling it of course going down also on the pay-per-view kit we've got uh, under siege going down on impact plus for impact and to talk about that and also the legacy and times of new jack someone that knows new jack and impact very very well d'lo brown stopping by on this episode so make sure you stay tuned for that and of course it wouldn't be a saturday edition of busted open if we didn't give you the weekly winner for the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling so all that and more awaits you all you got to do is sit back relax and click play here on a saturday edition of busted open rest in peace new jack live
3: from the Sirius XM studios in New York City this is busted open
1: I think is about to pin
3: your only destination for daily pro wrestling talk in the entire world. The from the independent scene to the main event of WrestleMania. No one, one covers pro wrestling like busted, busted Open. Eddie
1: Guerrero was
3: busted open. Hot topics, breaking news, and interviews with some of the biggest names in the game. Brian Rage has been busted open. A show designed for the fan by the fan. Old school. The
4: irresistible force meeting the immovable object
3: meets new school. Trade WCW. Oh Bust it open. Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. Live
1: now.
2: Welcome in pro wrestling fans here on a Saturday edition of busted open radio. I am Ryan McKinnell and joining me on this Saturday, not Mark Henry, not Mark Henry. We got the ECW legend, the one and only Tommy dreamer and Tommy, uh, we just heard it right there. The 10 bell salute, as I think most people are aware now over the last, I don't know, 12 or so hours, uh, man that you knew very well, uh, uh, one of the more polarizing, controversial, entertaining, charismatic wrestling legends in the business passing away last night at the age of 58 New Jack passing away and uh, 10 bills for him to start the show
0: yeah man that was uh, awesome and everything that uh, everything that you ever talked about for or thought about for a pro wrestler and a fearful one and when I say fearful I grew up afraid of kevin sullivan the original chic new jack for a lot of people was that fearful wrestler because nobody could talk the talk and walk the walk that uh new jack did
2: yeah i said it uh yesterday on uh, social media tommy upon hearing the news you know you hear it a lot hyperbole, too. Like, there will never be another, right? Uh, X person leaves us, you know, uh, legacy established, whatever the case may be, right? You you hear that a lot. There will never be another. But but Tommy Dreamer, there will truly never be another new Jack.
0: No. um, You couldn't be. You couldn't. uh, It was the time, uh, but you couldn't say the things he said and get away with it. Uh, I... Knew Jack on, on social media was very, very, uh, if you knew him, entertaining. If you didn't know him, it was could be offensive to you. But Jack lived the life that he wanted to live. And like, like I said, man, he was just, he was believable. You saw a lot of uh, his life, what he grew up with the in the dark side of the ring, which I thought they did a great mm. job. Cause they showed the pros and cons. And I went on that show a bunch of times to talk about Jack because yes, um, everything that you may have heard about Jack was true, but the stuff that you didn't hear, but you got to see it on the documentary was, you know, even, and I said it, he, if he, I never had a problem with Jack and then there was a lot of people that never had a problem with Jack and he just, you treated him straight. He treated you straight. And like, uh, I rem- uh, As soon as I, I uh, heard the news, I thought of, like, his his smile and his laugh and to share a locker room with him and all those years. And, and, I mean, you look at his forehead. You look at he was a guy who totally paid the price of the extreme hard lifestyle. But, I mean, I was there for his some of his low lows where, you know, when he – jumped off the balcony or fell off the balcony in, uh, Danbury, Connecticut. And he, you know, hit his head on the floor and he was not there. I was the first person on that scene. And he was like grabbing and clutching. He's like, Tommy, Tommy, I'm not, you know, I'm not good. I'm not good. And like, he was fighting like his consciousness. And, uh, it was just like, there's a lot of like flashbacks like that. And I remember being in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, and uh someone dropped the N-bomb to Jack's face, and then there was a fight, and they turned out to be state troopers there for a bachelor party, and wow. the entire building got emptied, and we had guns in our faces, and we were still fighting, and a whole locker room was fighting for New Jack, and this was <clears throat> before any... Movement, but I mean, we had, and Paul Heyman was there too, and saying, You there's only a certain amount of bullets in that gun, and you could kill five or six of us. But wow, guy, camera, he's shooting all this, and this will make sure it makes it to the news. And it was just, we literally then had a fight off the mountain. And you know, I remember, here come all the cops, and we just drove away from all the cops, but uh. I always joke with a lot of the younger wrestlers. I was like, you have no clue what a lot of the things or, you know, where you say it's sensationalized. They never were him and I would walk into a building and look up and he, I'd be like, I'm going to fall from that. He's like, F you, I'm going to jump from that. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) but what, Some people would just be like, there's no way any of that happened. I was like, I used to call that Saturdays in my 20s. Wow.
2: Wow, wow, wow. We are here on a Saturday. Obviously, Nation, we are going to get into the week that was in professional wrestling. We're going to talk a little SmackDown. We're getting to a a WrestleMania backlash preview. We got Under Siege coming up for Impact. D'Lo Brown stopping by. And a little while to uh, break down that card and also talk and share his memories with New Jack over there in uh, Smoky Mountain. You, you know, talking about Smoky Mountain, talking about those cops, uh, where was that? What do you say? Was that that Pennsylvania when that happened with the cops?
0: Yeah, but that was uh, it was Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, and that was okay. also with
1: W.
2: Well, the reason I bring that up is because, I mean, the racism. And you go back to Smoky Mountain, you go back to, I mean, just the time in the business and hell even now. Um, I mean, it was talked about in dark side of the ring. New Jack, for those that know his story, it was also I mean, it was part of his career. But, you know, racism and New Jack kind of ran side by side. And I always felt like one of the reasons it was so turned up and one of the reasons he was so aggressive was because in a, in a beautiful sort of way, he was turning a mirror on society, especially in pro wrestling. Like, I mean, he was a, a, an important character just in terms of race in this business, because he was so in your face. He was so aggressive, but it almost was like a counterbalance as you kind of pointed out Tommy to the, some of the shit that he had to deal with in the crowds. Oh dude, you have, I mean, I don't have any idea. You're absolutely right.
0: When he was a baby face that left, but I mean, you're also talking, you know, the whole Rodney King era where, Mm -hmm racism is it sucks because it's it's very very high right now and it shouldn't be but um to that was the first time we got to see it on a national level we literally witnessed it on television and now like we're being exposed to it more and then here's a guy who Yeah, like for Smoky Mountain, but even for ECW. I mean, he had that rep when he first walked into the locker room. And I remember when they first came out and he had the Raiders gear and he had that uh, black hood over and he just cut this promo against these ECW fans. I mean, he walked into a den of I mean you look at that crowd back then they were a rabid crowd but it was a predominantly all white crowd and his job is to incite them and but because he was so charismatic and because at the time and yes being younger him and Mustafa then started getting over as baby faces and when you talk about it people he did and I I've, I've said this me and Rich Swan were talking about this last night Um, I brought Willie Mack to Australia and I'm looking around and I noticed there's not one African American, not going to be an African American in Australia, but there's not one person of color in my entire crowd, but everyone is cheering for Willie Mack. And it's the same thing with new Jack. He went from being the most hated to the most beloved. And how did you do that? He did that with his microphone and no one cared about his color. And that's what I always say about professional wrestling is people forget there is, when you walk through that curtain, there is no racism. If you're a baby face, they love you, and they just, they, they forget. And like the same people that were throwing N-bombs at him or throwing f- soda and all that stuff at him, now that he's turned them. And, and like, if you think about that, if you think about that psychologically, those same people that were screaming that in front of other people, are now cheering for that same man, and he's still going out there and being that same person. It was it was wild and crazy as times. I mean, uh, you couldn't have a character like that today. Uh, but I mean, just think of that of somebody who just went out there and had no fear or the ramifications of what he said or did, and he again most hated to the point where they were let go. From ECW, and then they had to bring him back because we needed it. and he came back because they were giant baby faces, main event did so many places. And then <clears throat> when they split up the tag team, Jack became a, a single star. And I mean, I tagged with him all the time. And when that music hit, and oh my god, the electricity. And it was just like every single time that music hit, the place would explode.
2: Place and time, place and time, no doubt. And as we talk about New Jack uh, passing away at the age of of 58 last night, uh, obviously all the things are going through your head. Legacy, uh, uh, marks left on the business, uh, memories, uh, the laugh, because I think it's definitely something when you think about New Jack, um, just how funny the guy was. I think we got to see a little bit more of it on social media, you know, obviously later in his life. Uh, But the thing that's going to stand out to me, Tommy, is – with a controversial figure like New Jack, and by all measures, he is one of the most, if not the most, controversial wrestler of the last 30 years, right? Um, his honesty, his sort of unapologetic ability to look at everything, talk about it, and accept, like your, like, if you didn't like him or if you had something to say, he was okay with that, right? But he was always himself. He was always giving you his truth. And he was never afraid. And I think that played into uh, directly into the charisma that he was able to bring across on screen. You knew you were watching something genuine, Tommy Dreamer. Oh, my
0: God, yeah. And be- believable, believability with your promos, you literally believed mm-hmm. every word that he said. When I saw, like, I never watched Smoky Mountain, never got it. And when I saw that, uh, the line he said about O.J. Simpson, and he was just like, congratulations uh, uh, to OJ, two less people, two two less of them and, and more of us, something like that.
2: Right, yeah, I, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> like, wow, that was such a heavy line. But then thinking of where he said it, and, and like, I mean, I heard stories mm-hmm. from Smoky Mountain, uh, and he would tell me like things like wrestling Ricky and Robert and doing all these things and again just to get heat where that's all you're surrounded by and and I'm sure Dilo will tell us some stories when he comes on but that's his job to go out there and take that and then you know to to make money it's insane dude
2: well Tommy that uh that promo you were just talking about we actually have on deck and we're gonna let the listeners hear it right now so I don't think I can paint a better picture than Tommy Dreamer just did let's hear it new Jack almost what 25 years ago hit it Andre let me
1: tell you something 30 years ago we would have been strung up in somebody's tree getting hung for beating two white boys the way we just did but now you might want to come out here and put some belts on us, but the only belt we're going to be wearing around here is a tag team belt. Let me tell you something. I don't like being up here. I was getting out of my car. I slipped and fell, It's a tobacco spit. And you know what I'm saying? Nothing but rednecks up here. Nothing but geeks up here. Nothing but coal miners up here. Chicken farmers, clansmen. I don't like nobody. My partner, you understand? I don't care who you line up in front of me. I'ma show you how bad New Jack and Mustafa is. You wanna talk about violence? Violence to you might be pushing by in the figure four. Violence to me is taking a can of gas and pouring it on you and setting you on fire. Like me or not, I didn't come up here to be like. I came up here to get paid. And whoever you put in front of me, I'm gonna drop yeah, you down. Sir. I like to send a yeah, special sir. shout out to my homeboy. O.J. Simpson, keep up
2: the good work, baby. Tommy, how did did New Jack live to age 58? (laughs) I don't mean to laugh, but my God, I can't imagine some of the buildings he was able to walk out of. And that's just what we heard, Tommy. That's just the stuff that lives forever. What a promo by New Jack. And just right there, I mean, the fearlessness, the ability to tie it into current times, and also the ability to know just exactly where he was and who he was talking to. We call it table feel here in Vegas, Tommy Dreamer.
0: Oh Yeah, no, but uh, oof. I got chills and just listening to his voice. And, and listen, we're, we'll talk about the career and we'll, we'll talk about yeah. the man. And a lot of people I've seen on social media um, had their own opinions. But uh, for a lot of us, uh, he was, again, when I never had a problem with him, I looked when I saw him not too long ago. And it's like, it was during the pandemic. Um, and like the first thing he sees, cause that's when I shaved my head like Road Warrior Animal. And he's looking at me from across the room and I haven't seen him in like a year. <laughs> and he, he goes, Tommy, Tommy. He's like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, what's up Jack? And he's like, you sick? And I was like, he goes, you got cancer? Said no. He goes. Then why the hell your hair look like that? And I was just like, oh, well, I shaved it for a road warrior. He goes, oh, that's cool. But he's like, let that stuff grows out because he goes, you look stupid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Always honest, right, Tommy? Always honest.
0: But uh yeah, man, I, I will miss his laugh, and, and I mean wars, uh, and so many people have. I wrestled with him, and a, a an unknown thing man from smoky mountain and jack could actually wrestle and wrestle in the ring a lot of the ecw wrestlers had that stigma that they were just brawlers and could you know no man all of us could go and do good things in the ring one of my favorite moments and i talk about it all the time it was like the it was me and the eliminators versus the gangsters and one other person i don't remember who and me and Jack, like all these weapons is the first time the innovator of violence and, and new Jack are gonna square off in the ring. And people are rumbling. We both got weapons in our hands. We literally, and like, I called this in the back and I was like, circle, circle, this big buildup. We drop the weapons and we lock up and we do, I grab a headlock and we do tackle, drop down, hip toss, arm drag, hip toss, arm drag. And then we face off with each other. And the place was in awe, and like blew uh, a gasket because we then gave them wrestling. He was like, "Man, working with Ricky and Robert really paid off." And he was like, "You're stupid. You're so stupid." And I was like, "This is great." And then he put weapon, but just doing that because it like we took it where they didn't think it could go, and oh man, it was stuff like that. Or moments and heat wave, uh, me, Sandman, Spike and climbing the ladders and we all hitting our pose, Sandman lifting up the cane, me hitting, you know, my Jesus Christ pose and Jack hitting the X. Oof, amazing moments in my life.
2: Definitely. Those are some of the memories from the one and only innovator of violence, Tommy dreamer. What are your memories? Nation thoughts on the passing of new Jack memories of new Jack legacy of new Jack, Eight seven seven three four 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 eight nine three and we got plenty more coming up over the next three hours obviously here on a saturday we'll be touching smackdown we're gonna look ahead to wwe uh backlash wrestlemania backlash i should say still taking some uh getting used to in regards to that and we got the uh, under siege pay-per-view happening on impact plus tonight d lo brown gonna be stopping by to talk about that as well as the legacy of new jack when we come back here on busted open a Saturday we're gonna keep the continue uh, we're going to continue the conversation I should say on new Jack and we're gonna ask the evader of violence how much did that new Jack character impact pro wrestling and the business that we're living today this is a Saturday edition of busted open I'm Ryan McKinnell That's Tommy Dreamer. Don't you go anywhere.
4: Hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts.
1: Drop here in an Italian toy! Splash!
2: So that happened last night, fans. That's right. If you missed SmackDown on Fox, Tamina and Natalya new women's tag team champions as they took out Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler last night on SmackDown. Plenty to get to from SmackDown, Tommy Dreamer, as we also continue to honor and remember the life of new Jack. Uh, but like I said, a lot to take. I mean, plenty to take away from SmackDown last night. Um, there was a lot of talk about the show opening again with 20-plus uh, minutes of promos before we got to a match, as good as the, the promos were. Um, obviously, Jimmy Uso's back, so the continuation of that story. But really... Uh, Tommy, the biggest takeaway for me last night for, for Friday and a lot of other people is the audio that you just heard. New tag team champs and a long time coming for, well, I, for Natalya, yes. But uh, I think my the first place my mind goes is Tamina Snuka getting the uh, the, the gold there last night.
0: Absolutely. Her first championship uh, in yeah. her WWE career. And you. I said it right after WrestleMania. Um, I said, you have a bona fide star In Tamina, where the people are so behind. And a lot of people, of course, want to chime in with their uh, opinion. And I'm just like, listen, I'm going from a crowd. And it's the first crowd that we've had in a long time. The people were so behind her. and People like, no, it's because I hate Naya and anyone who faces Naya... Uh, we don't like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, I'm not getting into these arguments, especially on social media. I'm telling you from what I see and from what uh, <laughs> I know in my uh, just observing things and being in the business. And <clears throat> for both of those women have worked so hard and for so long, and to be rewarded yeah. with that, people are going to get behind them. Um, <clears throat> I, however long that they have the titles or retain the titles, they made it to the mountaintop for a climb that they've had for so many years and not a climb together as a tag team, but just as a climb to get somebody to believe in the both of them, that they could be a face or a champion. And when I tell you to be a champion it means everything for the person that's holding that title, but it, because it means that somebody believed in you and you. You know, we all need people to help us, to guide us, to, to believe in us. And I couldn't be prouder of Tamina and I couldn't be prouder of Natty because I want to say, like, they never gave up. And they were I literally watched on Instagram some horrible creative where it's Zach Ryder, Natty, Gray Cully and Hornswoggle are singing uh, great Kali singing sexy boy uh, HBK's ring music like a, a watch along in front of a live audience and I was like okay this is entertaining but it's horrible to waste these talents <clears throat> and I remember reading in Hornswoggle's book of like and for some reason I was with Natty and Great Kali for no reason and if it's oh just to get you on television great but They have had some highs and they've had some lows, and they've had, uh, they're at a high right now. And when you're in the game as long as both of them have in WWE, sometimes you don't get that second or high or believability that you're going to be the tag champions. But the ladies worked very, very hard to get where they are. And the best part about it, and I'm a firm believer, hard work pays off. And it always pays off to the fans because. Again, I saw it at WrestleMania, and then I heard it when they won the titles. It was a great moment. And as a professional wrestler, we're we're talking about the life and death of and the career of New Jack. And it's really about supplying moments. And for both Tamina and Natty, older women, and sometimes that gets lost like with Experience sometimes gets lost with youth. I'm not a fan of that, but the fact that they were given the ball and they were able to enjoy a moment and enjoy it a moment for the fans is awesome.
2: So I love how you talk about the commonality that they share in terms of their pathway to last night, the 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 lack of. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, belief that was shown at both of them at different points in their career, the fact that they never gave up, the fact that they do sit here, uh, you know, 12 hours removed or whatever from uh, from uh, capturing the Women's Tag Team Championships. Um, I would like to see them, Tommy, talk about that more. I guess what I'm asking you is what next. Now they're champions, right? They're at the top of the mountain, but the journey to get there. Uh, is special, and it is long, and there is a lot you can do with it. So I'm kind of conflicted. I'm a little bummed we didn't get more of that story told leading up to the to the championship win. Okay, that's fine. But now that it's here, let's talk about that a little bit more. So, Tommy, what do you think happens with these two women, and how long do you think they reign? What type of story should be told now?
0: Um, Well, if I had someone like the Iconics that could mock them. Mm do stuff like that. That's one. Also, man, there's a story that's hasn't been told. And I feel it's, well, we like to say money on the table, um, for everybody who's ever had a child, you know, there, there's a lot of women in WWE that have had children and then have gotten themselves back in amazing shape. Uh, I would use, again, Mickey James as an example. But what are you then going to have? You could also have the young girl in her 20s who, as a heel, starts healing on this person. And I'm not talking about her body, but just like, hey, it's your time in the sun. You know, it's over. It's about me. It's, it's, you know, I'm younger. I'm better. But just like I said... Just because you're younger doesn't mean you're better. And it's experience over youth and how you can learn things. And then, but like, tell that story of, Hey man, I'm a wife. I'm a mother. Um, I have to work my ass off extra hard because I had a child because like, there's so many real stories that they can get to or, okay, cool. You have all these guys clamoring after you. So do I, but Or I've lived your life, but I have a new life and I have the beauty of a child and being a mother, all that stuff. But you could have that dynamic of somebody who doesn't have those things or in, because it's different stages in your career. I'm literally joking about having guns in my face uh, and willing to die for someone because I was in my 20s. If I was this situation happened now, I would be like, uh, I'm not going to go and fight and risk to die because <laughs> someone wants to yell at somebody during a wrestling show. But back then, Ooh, we were, how do you mean, put it like that? <laughs> literally, we were fighting cops. I don't know if I would fight the police at 50 and then telling cops, go ahead, shoot us. What the fuck are you going to do over a wrestling show? So your life changes. But when you have women like that, uh, you know, you can you could go a lot of different ways. You know, Mickey was Mickey James was very, very vocal about her age and all these, Mm -hmm. you know, and listen, I get where you reach a certain plateau. And like, I understand going with youth, but there is still gas in the tank for a lot of talent. And she was just like, okay, well, here are the men wrestlers and they're at this age. But for a female wrestler, you're considered old at this age. Where am I old? You know, uh, there's a big story to tell like that. And I think it's empowering of women. And I think it's a whole other fan base because there's a lot of women that are older and there's a lot of women that could, you know, well, I'm not as you know, I'm not as pretty as I used to be. Because of what? Because of age. But you know what? That makes you even more beautiful. And there's so. But and if you have uh, a younger antagonist, like uh, saying stuff like that, that person would be so so yep. hated. You 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 think of you couldn't do it today, but like we're talking about New Jack, you know, with all these revolutionary things. Think of the Piggy James storyline. If you did that today, it's like, oh, my God, you're your body shaming. You're doing that. Yes, because I'm a heel and I'm trying I'm to make another knee, yeah. girl feel bad. And right. but eventually that bad, that girl is going to kick my ass and she's standing up to the bullies and all that stuff. But things like that you can't do. But there's other ways to go about it. And when people like they always hold wrestling to this weird standard, like, oh, this is like Michelle McCool and uh, I think it was Layla. They meant that. Michelle McCool, I don't think, is ever cursed. Or I should say, as she would say, a cuss word. And she was, like, the most devout uh, Christian or Catholic. But when you're playing a character, people would deem that a- as that. But that's not the case. And then I go to, like, okay, well, there's a very famous movie and called Mean Girls and or Play where... That's the main story of it. It's the bullies versus girl and the nice girl fires back. It's the story told through time. But when you are the older veteran, to me, I don't know who that person is. Or like, I would also send them to NXT because the matches they could have with um, Candice LeRae and uh, her partner who just won. I forgot her name. I'm sorry. Indy. Uh, Yep, Indy. That is, you know, them coming up or like, hey, we're the real champions this and like, hey, honey, um, right. you know, it's time to step aside and show the world. You know, you have think think of a baseball player who got called up and he just says, uh, well, this guy, uh, I'm going to take his spot. And because he's old, that guy is the instant heat guy on the team, probably to the point of they'd have to have press conferences and they'd either move him or they replace the old guy that happens all the time in sports. And that's a story that you can tell and not, but in wrestling, you could be like, Hey, guess what? The old guys won.
2: And you or can go. control the story. Yeah. You control the exactly. narrative. Exactly. And you hit on something. Well, you hit on a lot there, but um, women in pro wrestling, and it's not unlike Hollywood. They hit that mother age. They hit the the fifties the full uh, the even the early 40s. Right. Um, and they don't get afforded the same, you know, Angelina Jolie or, or take your pick for the women. They don't get afforded the same luxury as your obviously Tom Cruise. He's never had a lull. Right. Um, I mean, public in terms of the public, that might be a little bit of a different story. But in terms of his box office, um appearances. He's always there, right? There's this unfair sort of label that when women reach a motherly age or when they reach this, they're they're just not as sexy or they're just not as sellable. Dreamer, I'm with you. I'm not that old. I'm thirty seven years old. I love seeing older women. Like when Trish Stratus came back. There's something yeah. about seeing Trish in the shape that she's in. Now this is pro wrestling. So let's get this straight. Like we're all we're talking about you always have to keep yourself in somewhat good of shape. So a guy can't let himself go. A woman can't let himself go. A woman can't let herself go. This is pro wrestling. We know what it is. But we also know that you can have all these great talented women. Mickey James, I think, is a perfect example where she clearly is taking care of herself. She's clearly fire. She's beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. And for whatever reason, the powers that be in pro wrestling... Don't want to continue telling the stories or they don't see the value in having the history there and I don't understand that dreamer because you have a beautiful woman yes she's aged but she's still sexy as hell insert and it doesn't have to be just Mickey or or, or the examples that I'm using there's plenty of examples out there jazz has been killing it you know what I mean obviously over the last couple years so there's just I, I, I don't know what it's going to take to change it but I would like to see it happen mainly from a narrative standpoint Tommy I share memories with these women going back 20 years I don't want to see those stories end. They're still great storytellers. Why don't I get the story continued? I don't understand it a lot of the time.
0: Uh, I don't either, but, and again, when you have children, your body changes Like, and it's hard to get your ass back in shape. Uh, It was actually Fit Finley who told me, oh, you're having twins? You're going to probably put on about 10 to 15 pounds. I was like, why? He goes, oh, you'll wait and see. He goes, because you finish all your kids' food. And I would be like, really? And I'll never forget. My daughters left a bunch of macaroni cheese. I have two. They didn't eat it, and like, it's either throw it out, and I'd be, and also like, coming home. No, you don't understand how much you miss your children when you're on the road, and that psychological. This is as a male, and then you're talking about as being a female, where you're the mother of of a child and that child is home or with its grandparents or somebody's watching or with your, your husband, your significant sure. other. Um, that's something. And like, you know, yeah, you can get up in the morning and go to the gym or do whatever you want because you're younger and you don't have those responsibilities. I have to get up and I'm dog tired or I have to, when I land, I'm exhausted because I've been wrestling and then I have to take care of my child. And that taking care of a child is a 24-hour job. Uh, I follow Trish Stratus. And literally, Trish will start working out at midnight. because she has two beautiful children. And then she has to get up at like six or seven to be a mom. And then she's also a businesswoman. And like, you could see a lot of these women's real lives. Uh, and it's just like, I know at a certain time, I'm literally watching Trish Stratus at midnight workout while I'm literally watching television, and I didn't work out that day. And I sometimes say I should get out of this bed and work out, but I know that there are people out there that are motivated and they actually do it, as opposed to Fatty Dreamer who's laying in his bed. But <laughs> think of that, like where you have hey, I could go to sleep and get an extra hour of sleep, but no, I want to work out. And Trish isn't an active wrestler. Think if Trish was an active wrestler, the story that you can tell. And if she's in the face of some young upstart, you know, hey, I was everything you were. And then it's like, oh, really? Well, I mean, think of the career that Terry Funk had. Think of what Terry Funk did at 53 in ECW. Like, think of that. These are things... Like, I'm now 50, and I say to myself, my God, what what was Terry Funk feeling like <laughs> that? Right? And uh, because now I'm him. And, like, I'm here in Nashville. Like, if you know my schedule, like, literally yesterday, I was in the gym at 7 a.m. I had six hours of sleep. I went to the gym at 7 o'clock in the morning. I had to be at television for a production meeting at 11. I went, to, And then after the show, we had to do rewrites for TV. I went to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning Eastern. And then I had to come on busted open to talk about wrestling. And that means I have to be on the air for 8, which means at 7 o'clock, my alarm went off when I went to bed around 2, thir- 2.30. Two, two and I have to wrestle tonight. And thankfully, I only have one match to wrestle. But there's wrestlers that have two... Younger Tommy Dreamer, man, I could do this in a heartbeat. Older Tommy Dreamer, I know tonight I'm gonna be struggling because of my age. And if I had a child like, you know, like to take care of, I'd be I I wouldn't be able to do it. And that's an amazing story to tell because so many of us live it. So many people work from nine to five, but it's not that nine it's to universal.
2: five. It's universal. It's not
0: that nine to five drive, uh, grind. It's getting the kids up. Uh, my daughters are up every single day at seven o'clock in the morning. I sometimes go to bed at four o'clock when I hear my daughters get up, I get up just to check on things. Thank God they're in zoom things. Cause then I just go right back to bed.
1: <laughs> that's yeah. called being
0: a parent and having a responsibility. And when I was in, I never thought in my life, this would be my life. I'm very blessed and happy about it. But in my twenties, are you kidding me? It's all about it's all about me.
2: I love it. I love it. Words from the wise sage himself Tommy Dreamer here on a Saturday we're going to take a quick break we're about 10 minutes away from being joined by D'Lo Brown as D'Lo comes on he's going to preview this under siege uh, pay-per-view that's going on Impact Plus and of course we're going to continue talking about the life and times of New Jack but when we come back let's dive into a brief look at what's going on this weekend Wrestlemania Backlash is on the docket I think for most of us the match that we're all going to be watching is Roman Reigns versus cesaro but the question remains cesaro's not actually gonna win is he i got my hesitations we'll feel it we'll ask uh, what the innovator of violence thinks when we come back here on a saturday Hi,
1: this is Adam
4: Shine, host of Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio. The Adam Shine Podcast is back for another football season. I give you my passionate, hard-hitting opinions every week, including picks against the spread and fantasy football advice. All while talking to the biggest guests in all of sports. We talk to celebrities, media personalities, die-hard football fans on a weekly basis. It's the Adam Shine Podcast. With new episodes every Tuesday. You can listen to the podcast anytime on the SiriusXM app, iTunes, Pandora, and Stitcher.
1: You're looking at the real deal now. Gonna kick your sorry ass out on the street. (laughs) What you got? Used to take you on the street. We're packing bags and your ass is deadly.
2: Right, we are back here on a Saturday. Welcome into Busted Open. I'm Ryan McKinnell. That is the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, in for the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And as we sit here remembering and celebrating and, and discussing the life and times of new Jack... We couldn't think of a better man to come and give some context and share some stories. A man that knew, knew Jack very well. He was his tag team partner as a part of the Gangsters down there in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. You could hear him every single week on Impact. You know him, you love him. The one and only D'Lo Brown. What's up, D'Lo? How you doing, pal?
4: What's going, guys? How you doing? Good morning, and hope you guys having a great uh, Saturday here.
2: Yeah, you hey, know, D- it's... Uh... Oh, sorry, we- Dreamer, go ahead. We were talking
0: about those times and the times of the 90s and your job and and, you know you were more of like the henchman and you said you're also the guy to do the job uh so that he would stay with uh mustafa and new jack um but those promos and those those like i i can't tell you what it's like to be a black man um but like for someone to say go out there and get as much heat as possible in pretty much an all white crowd. Like, what was that like? Like for, for our listeners today, and you and I talk about this, it was just a whole other era, but you're out there with new Jack and Mustafa whose job and your job is to get as much heat as possible.
4: Yeah, it was intense. I mean, as a guy who came from the Northeast and, hadn't experienced racism at that level going to the South. Um, New Jack had a way of uh, making white people see who they were and, and showing their worst side and and letting it all come out. I mean, he would say some of the most incredibly abrasive and aggressive things. And he could, man, he could make anyone mad and he knew how to tap into it. And he, like I said, he just said the right thing at the right time. And push the right button, and you saw people—you saw people come out of their skin, and it was um, it was something to see when you see people just not mad at you, but people who just want to literally, you know, eliminate you from this planet. Like <laughs> there were death threats. They were, you know, you'd see guns in the crowd. You'd see knives flashed at you. It was <laughs> it was intense. And, and before. People- uh- so
0: I was talking about the beauty of professional wrestling because when he turned, he had that same hatred in ECW, but then when he turned babyface, because and he didn't do anything different, like those same people that were calling him the N word, those same yeah. people that hated him now loved him. And that's what I would say is like, why I love professional wrestling because like they don't see color and especially now it's just like everyone just celebrates their love of professional wrestling, but it was just such different times. And we're just sitting back and telling, uh, I'm telling insane new Jack stories and I'm sure you have a few as well.
1: Yeah.
4: Um, yeah, Tommy, like, you know, the word heat is people think they have heat, um, because they get people to boo them or people call them, uh, you know, fat boy or whatever, but it's a different kind of heat, different level of heat when you realize someone would, if they can get you all back alone, they would literally try to kill you. That's heat. And that's what New Jack did. But then, at the same time, like you said, when he turned that heat towards his opponent, and it was someone that the people hated, they loved Jack. And literally, that's how Jack was as a person, because he was two people. Um, there was New Jack, who was in the ring, who was that crazy dude who would jump off balconies and, and, and hit you with stuff. But then there was Jerome Young. And it was that kid that you would, you know, you would see when you were driving on the road who would give you the shirt off his back, who would give you his car, who would do anything for you, um, who would sit there and talk about his children. He would talk about his mom. You know, I've, I've sat at his mama's table and had dinner. Um, and that's, I got to see a different side of, of, of Jack when I went to Atlanta to his mama's house. Um, and there are some crazy stories out there. Some I can't repeat on air, but, but <laughs> most I can't repeat on air. Um, <laughs> but all I'll say is like, I was hurt when, when, and I'll, I'll tell everybody, you know, full disclosure, let's break down the fourth wall. Yesterday I was standing in the locker room and I was talking to some talent. And as I turned around, I, I see Tommy walking across the locker room and Tommy was walking with this look on his face. And I was like, Oh, and he's walking right to me and he walks up and he says, Hey, um, you know, we lost Jack. And I go, what? Yeah, and, and you could see the look in Tommy's face, he was hurt, and I was like, oh, and my heart sunk. And immediately I thought to myself, you know, I knew Jack lived like he was gonna die tomorrow, I just didn't think today was the day he would go. Yeah. And 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 it hurt me, I had to walk away, I had to go sit down for a minute, and and you know, I'd, Jack was, was my friend. Um Jack was someone I, I talked to regularly. And so Jack was someone who, if he was your friend, he was your friend for life. If he was your enemy. He was your enemy for life. I mean. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, and, you know, I, guys, I'm, I'm still right now hurting because of it.
2: Well, it's understandable. And uh, I wanted to ask you guys both a question because. Uh, you know, Dark Side of the Ring. Tommy kind of alluded to it, you know, Jack saying how he wanted to go out in a wheelchair snorting lines and very charismatic, right? A little bit of joking, probably plenty of truth to that as well. But you guys knew Jack really well. Obviously, you share decades of, of history with him. Um how do you think he would want to be remembered? What do you think he would would say to the nation here on a Saturday? If he could have, you know, just one last five minutes.
0: Uh I said it. Everything that everyone's talking about, I said, man, Jack would love this. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm when you saw those cameos and you see him running, rolling around with his son and his son just like, like the new like gangster in the back like to me that's so comical and some people have their own opinion but if you knew the person like it was just like oh man that's just jack and he's just having fun and like mm-hmm. i will miss his smile i will miss his uh his infectious laugh oh. and whenever he would see me he'd be like tommy and like yell my name and just how he always said my name mm-hmm. like yeah. no matter what and I, like everyone like no, like I'm always like D low or, or D but like we all have different ways to address each other. And like how he always did that was just like never like dream or whatever, just like that. And like, again, the last time I saw him was under a year ago. And we I got to perform with him one last time and like. I've wrestled him I wrestled but like it's those moments that I had with him in the ring and then like I said in the back like those locker room moments are just like cutting it up and having fun or if I saw like this unbelievable looking woman and I'm looking around and I'm like who is this girl with and then I'd see his smile (laughs) I would just be like we used to joke about it because I was like he was my he was my Newman on Seinfeld. Because, like, whenever this beautiful, hot woman, I'd be like,
4: new Jack. D'Lo? I, I, I would reiterate all the, the personal anecdotes that Tommy just said. He would well, – when he just said D'Lo, you knew it was Jack. You didn't have to turn around. You just knew it was him. <laughs> you heard his voice. You knew it was him. Um, but I will tell you on a business level, you know, Jack –
0: Hang on one second. got to take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll get that. Okay.
2: Going. All right, quick break. We'll be back in 60 seconds. More D'Lo Brown coming your way. All right, we are back here, Nation, on a Saturday, hour three of Busted Open, kicking off. I'm Ryan McKinnell, joined by the one and only innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. We continue our conversation with D'Lo Brown. D'Lo, you're joining, obviously, uh, news over the last uh, 12 hours. Last night, New Jack passing away at the age of 58. I'm... uh, I'm really happy to be joined by two of his, uh, you know, longest confidants, friends. Obviously, D'Lo and 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 Tommy. You guys have known this man um, for essentially the the entirety of his professional career. So many stories, like you said, D'Lo. Uh, a good majority of them you can't share on the air, but that's kind of the enigma and the status, like the legendary status that makes New Jack, New Jack, larger than life, man.
4: That is New Jack. He will be remembered as someone who uh, was a trailblazer and um, someone who. Who did this business on his own terms he didn't care who you were what you were or where you've been jack was gonna be jack and he 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 loved going out there entertaining and he loved he loved his position his business he knew he was damn good at what he he did he he would revel in the fact that you know he he turned his business on its ear and yeah and, danced and laughed the whole time um so uh, the, the world lost a hell of an entertainer the world lost a hell of a talent the world lost a hell of a wrestler but we all lost a hell of a friend and i you know whatever he was to some people it doesn't matter um i just know i know Jerome young is the guy who like i said i would do anything for you and has been to my house for dinner I've been to his house for dinner so i, I love him and I miss him and um trust me last night I, t- I turned up a drink for him
2: Should've That's did awesome. cocaine. It's awesome. No, no, no.
4: <laughs> I will tell I will tell you, I hope he went with five pounds of cocaine in the system, a bottle of Jack Gangs in one hand, a girl in the other hand. That's how I hope he won out.
0: And that girl being his wife. <laughs> uh,
2: yes. Glad we covered that. Glad we covered that. Yeah, we're look, talking Dilo.
4: Were...
2: We yeah, all right. get a uh, deal <laughs> you were talking deal you were talking about uh, uh race and you were talking about obviously uh some of the heated <laughs> arenas and buildings and just you know wherever the hell you were at moments that you had with new jack uh, you talked about how he reveled in the ability to turn that mirror on a crowd right um i think back to the time i mean the oj simpson promo i mean he still we played that a little bit in that first hour um you talked about him reveling in it. I appreciate it because I think uncomfortable conversation is sometimes the only way shit gets done in this world. So I appreciated him twenty five years ago, thirty years ago, having those uncomfortable conversations. Granted, it was done through the through the guise of professional wrestling. But uh, I listen, D'Lo. I know what people are going to talk about the controversies of New Jack and the moments of New Jack and the and the and the and the, and the, and the legal troubles and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. as a pioneer and what he did for race in this business this I, I just don't think it can be overstated
4: No, he, like I said He's a trailblazer and, and what he did for A a black wrestler And what he did for the black wrestling fan base Was, was unprecedented He let people know that you can go out there And and say and do almost anything um, And if you didn't like it He'd hit you upside the head with a garbage can Like he didn't care <laughs> So, I mean, that was just Jack He That's how he lived in the ring And that's how he lived in life Um He's a shooting star, literally. He was the brightest star flying at the highest speed, at the fastest pace, and yesterday he burned out. And um, we are all fortunate to, to watch that, that shooting star fly through the sky.
0: Hey, I'm reading uh, all the boys' tweets, and uh, Simon Diamond, Pat Kenny, wrote, Rip uh, New Jack. Uh, I watched him one night teach these local guys the correct way to circle and lock up I approached him about his technical skills and he replied, if you tell on me, they'll want to see me do that shit. And I'll <laughs> cut you. Only new Jack. But that is exactly like a great way to sum it up. Like, you know, when you talk about wrestling, hey, he had to come in, swing guitar. Hey, throw a bunch of trash, have a brawl. It's a lot easier than having a wrestling. And he got more
4: overdoing what he was doing.
1: So. <laughs>
4: Yeah, well, that's, that's, Jack. Jack was an entertainer. He knew he when he dialed in the fastest way to get the best reaction out of people. That's where he went. That's where his career path went. Um, and when he realized he could talk his way into making people mad, or he could hit somebody upside the head with something, and the crowd would go <laughs> ballistic. Jack was never coming back from that. That's that was his going to be his wheelhouse. And 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 you found out that he would take it to the extreme. No pun intended. And he would do whatever it took to get that crowd to go wild, um he would go any place he needed to go mentally to get there. Um Jack was a blessing to this business and and like you said with all controversy aside, um he was a, he was a, he was a really good person as well.
2: Good stuff there from Delo Brown. Hey Delo, listen, uh I know this has been a wild 24 hours for you and everything that's that's happening with uh, New Jack, but uh, I did want to talk to you. You guys got a pay-per-view coming up tonight on Impact Plus and what is happening right now with Impact um, we've been talking about it plenty on the show uh, but for me, just a fan on the outside looking in, obviously I'm not Tommy, I'm not you guys, I'm not boots on the ground this is a really exciting time with everything happening, obviously Kenny Omega as champ, uh, we had Stryker on about a month ago, he wasn't as excited with everything that's happening uh, just in terms of the competition was growing, felt like Impact was being a little bit uh, forgotten about and swept under the rug, what's this whole journey been like for you watching uh, you know, AEW Impact and this whole Whole sort of uh this whole sort of era start taking place
4: i mean to me it's 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 amazing let's forget about the fact that kenny omega is our world champion but let's look at the fact that impact is working with aew impact is working with new yep. japan I mean, there are companies all around the world who are lining up to work with impact wrestling um to me that's exciting that's that's the matchups you wish you could see i mean when you get Finn Juice there against the Good Brothers or you get Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan, and, and then it goes on and, on and on and and let's just let's wait in time and, and let's hope some Impact guys start going to Impact or I mean, to AEW or right. over to New Japan. I mean, this to me is a time that we've not seen in the business where stars are crossing over imaginary borders and stars are breaking down doors and stars are going into other locker rooms from other companies. It's awesome to be a part of. And... I tell everybody I got the best seat in the house I'm sitting right there calling it, and I'm sitting as a fan right, right there ringside. I mean, I love it.
2: Yeah, it doesn't yeah. get much better.
0: It's a contrast to styles and styles. When two guys with different styles, it, it makes up for unique matchups. I believe tonight, uh, what is it, Phantasmo from New Japan?
4: Well, First, Josh Joker, Alexander, which there. I am – I yep. can't wait to see this play out because I just think those are two great and talented wrestlers. And Josh Alexander is probably one of my personal favorites just because he is like he's he's this generation's Kurt Angle, in my opinion. Just Absolutely. putting it out there. I say the same
2: and not only uh, Dreamer, you bring up that Fantasmo and an Alexander match, which, yes, that is one of the, I think, match that many of us have uh, marked down. Also, that number one contender for the world title match, obviously you got the six-man in the main event, but that Callahan, Cardona, Bay, Moose, Sabin, and uh, Trey Miguel Ooh. match, I just, when you get that much talent in the ring at one time with the stakes this high, I can't wait to see what these guys are going to deliver in that match.
0: Listen... Under siege will be one hell of a show. Impact has been firing on all cylinders, and the men and women deserve a larger audience because they're working their asses off and doing what they love, and supplying moments for wrestling
4: fans. I mean, I, I will, I will, I will pat this company on its back. I think during the pandemic, Impact has capitalized on this type of wrestling more than any other company out there. And we've shown that when you take the bells and whistles away, when you take the, the giant crowds away, it, it boils down to it boils down to talent. It boils down to creative uh, writing. It boils down to um, just the way everything is set up. And I think Impact has has done a very exceptional job what we've done over the last, you know, 15 months during this, you know, COVID era and and our talent have worked their tails off to go out there in front of no people and and put on some of the greatest matches i've seen over the last 15 months.
2: Well, DLo, you were talking about the uh you know, the large crowds and and the entire product and what really matters in pro wrestling. Um listen, man, i am so excited for crowds to come back. We don't know exactly when it's going to happen, right? There's still work to be done every company is going to be you know, dealing with those things uh, 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 individually. But D-Lo, I, I think the-, the crowds are going to be insatiable. I, I think that fans are going to come back in droves. I think it's going to be the that way for WWE. I think it's going to be that way for Impact, AEW, everybody. What are your expectations for finally getting fans back? And how excited are you to, uh, at least on some level, start getting back to normal?
4: Um, wrestling will run for 150 years and it's gone through wars. It's gone through. Famines, it's gone through poverty. Um, the fans are going to come back in droves because they they want to be there. They want to be in that community yep. aspect. So when the doors open, I think fans are going to flock to the just flock to every arena for every company just to be entertained and to yep. show their love for the time they've been away. I mean I think they're ready to get off their couches they're ready to come back out to the arenas and they're ready to scream and cheer and boo and man that first night I I'm already I've goosebumps thinking about it right now thinking about a, a full impact with talent going out there and and performing and, and hearing the yays and the boos and the, the cheers and and the oohs and the ahs and, and God, it's going to be incredible. I hope it's so loud I can't hear myself talk.
2: <laughs> we uh, we got some making up to do. We got some uh, some uh, time to make up for. The one and only D'Lo Brown joining us here on a Saturday, man. We really appreciate the time. I know it was the last uh, twenty four hours, but we appreciate the stories. We appreciate the honesty, and we we appreciate you, D'Lo. Thanks, man. We really do appreciate it.
4: Appreciate you, and I, I said this every time we we all come together for shows. We're talking about someone passing. I don't think um when we're alive we tell each other enough how much we love them and, and miss them. and tommy i'm going to see you in 20 minutes i love you tommy um i'm proud to be your friend and i think we should do that a lot more is tell people how we feel um as opposed to waiting till they're gone and telling them after they can't hear it so um i owe you a big hug tommy i'll see you in a little bit got it i'll feed this guy up huh? all right bro i'll take it <laughs> love you guys
2: thank you d that was great Thanks. stuff. The one and only D'Lo Brown, a true legend, in the professional wrestling world, and what great stories there and uh, insight for the one and only New Jack. Man, man, oh man, what a show, Dreamer, what a show. We appreciate uh, D'Lo being able to stop by and share, and uh, obviously all the great stories that Dreamer's given over the last uh, couple hours. So we switched things around a little bit. Obviously we went a little long with D'Lo, understandable, really glad that we got to uh, follow up on some of that and get some more uh, conversation with him. So what we're going to do is we're going to reset We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to kick off. Well, we're not kicking off our hour three. We're already 15 minutes into hour three, but we are going to uh, uh, reset, and we're going to bring you the weekly winner, the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. The race is getting tighter between NXT and SmackDown and AEW. Who is going to take the nod this week? Stick around. You're going to find out when we come back after the break. Busted
3: Open. If you missed any of today's show, listen whenever you want with the SiriusXM app, free for most subscribers. Download it today and search Busted Open and start listening outside the car. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving. Which means more options for fans. So many activities. Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner.
2: That is right. Weekly winter time here on a Saturday. Got Tommy Dreamer in for Mark Henry. Tommy, this is going to be a back-to-back weeks. You get a you get a slot in weekly winter.
0: Yeah. Um, and listen, I thought Mark did an amazing job breaking it down uh, last week. Um, I have not been able to see the entire show for SmackDown. I'm sorry I had to work, but um, I okay. already know my weekly winner. Um, I thought again a very very solid week in professional wrestling. Um, Monday was enjoyable for the wrestling. Tuesday with NXT, I friggin loved. Wednesday, uh, I really really enjoyed. But then again, due to injury, uh, you know the main event had to be pretty much halted, and you know you got to think on the fly with AEW. My weekly winner, and I believe it's the first time I've ever chosen it as my weekly winner, uh, was Impact Wrestling. I was such I would beyond, beyond proud to see how hard the men and women worked because I wasn't at these shows. I was, you know, suffering with, with COVID, and I didn't get to see these matches oh, happen. Oh, okay. Happ- and I'm now watching as a first time viewer and I'm watching Rosemary's match to open up the show. And I'm like, uh, her and havoc. And I was like, I text them both. I said, that was one of the best matches the both of you've ever had. You have amazing chemistry. And then that, uh, X division match. I've never, I only saw Phantasma once and like the moves that these guys were all doing the death Valley driver from the top rope yeah, to that the that was nuts.
2: Floor. That was nuts.
0: And I'm the innovator of violence, and I'm <laughs> the guy who you know, did that move for my late great friend, Louis Spicoli, and I've never seen that done in my life. And then just the, the continuous momentum of the show, I was blown away, and, I, and I, I hit up all the writers, and I was like, guys, I literally got to sit back and watch Impact as just a wrestling fan. And not because it was my job, and I loved the show, and w- everything that you guys did that loop I was firing on all cylinders, and it was a great show. And then I was happy to see that it was the number one show on the network, w- and the fact that it was trending. Those are rewards for impact because obviously they don't have you know the TV saturation that uh, you know an AEW or Monday Night Raw have, but for the saturation that they have. The men and women killed it. And it was those are our moments when you see impact is trending on, again, another important day because to trend is pretty big.
2: Yeah. Hey, I'm not mad at it. I'm not giving impact my weekly winner, but I will give them the holy shit moment of the week because you're absolutely right. That that uh, that driver off the top from the out from the apron or from the inside the ring to the outside yep. that uh, that puckered up my butthole, Tommy. And that, and I'm definitely not the innovator of violence. So, uh, yeah, I, I completely understand why I you would feel that on way. Instagram. I
0: heard that's a thing.
2: <laughs> we are not going there. I do say it. I do say it often, Tommy Dreamer. The best parts of Busted Open happen during the breaks, but... um. Yeah, we are not following up that comment whatsoever. You're just gonna have to use your imagination, nation. Imagination, nation. Say that three times fast. But I did. I did like Impact this week. It was a really good show, and it's been really good uh, for a while now. But specifically since the AEW sort of crossover started happening, uh, just much wa- must watch TV, and definitely a part of our uh, weekly rotation here. Um, so Monday Night Raw, it's slowly getting better i suppose i'm not you know working on a heart attack like Lagreca is uh with it but uh you know we got rk bro i'm here for rk bro uh, i love the chemistry between orton and uh riddle and, and there were some fine matches on raw but again I, I not nearly enough to win a weekly winner and i'm not even really touching smackdown there were four matches a lot of promos i enjoyed what I saw on SmackDown for the most part. The title win from Tamina and Natty was obviously a nice little touch. Uh, Anytime Cesaro's in a main event, I'm going to be happy. So I liked Friday Night SmackDown, but again, not in the running. For me, it really comes down to Tuesday and Wednesday, how it so often has happened seemingly over the last year between NXT and AEW. And, geez, Tommy, this one's tough. We talk about it all the time. Like, NXT might be, like, in in terms of X's and O's, just straight up, NXT might be the best pro wrestling show on the planet for in-ring work. And, my God, on Tuesday they delivered. I mean, Pete Dunne was on the card, right? Um, Not for as long as we would have liked, but... um, you know, we saw Pete Dunne again. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly had a, a solid match with Oni Lorkin. Carrying uh, Cross kicks off the the show; doesn't last long as he disposes of Austin Theory. MSK had a solid match with Fandango. Right there was just all these stars. Oh, the NXT Women's Championship match with Raquel and uh, a Mercedes Martinez and then obviously the 2 out of falls 2 out of 3 falls match between Kushida and Santos Escobar that was just i mean in terms of a 2 hour pro wrestling show the pro wrestling end of that was absolutely absurd but Tommy when you got Eugene Nagata appearing on American television appearing on Turner Broadcasting for the first time in 23 years and it kicks off the show with John Moxley and then you have <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all actually what we're about an hour removed from the sneakers app handing everybody else here. Uh, Nike shoes not giving anyone the shoes that they want seemingly every day at 7 a.m. Pacific. The Young Bucks are out here in $10,000 sneakers every single Wednesday. Tommy Dreamer trolling all our sneaker heads doing some of the best heel work in pro wrestling right now. Uh, and then Orange Cassidy and Pac, and just Thunder Rosa was on the show, and then the main event, obviously, which we haven't even touched on yet, Tommy, and I do want to get your thoughts. Miro taking out Darby Allen, I just... It was razor thin for me in terms of NXT and AEW, and sometimes it's like that. But I've got to go with the Japanese legend kicking off the show against Moxley versus Ng- uh, uh, Nagata, and then you look at the main event—a huge title shift from uh, uh, well, a guy that has definitely earned the title in Darby Allen and held it with, you know, held it in, in, in great prestige and defended it seemingly every single week to a guy that, if it was gonna be someone to take out Darby Allen. I said this on social media, Tommy. Miro is definitely that guy. I haven't cared about Miro really since his debut in AEW. That all changed with that match on Wednesday. We finally got to see the beast. We finally got to see the the leash off, essentially. Just a massive win for Miro. Great job done by Darby Allen. I don't know what the future has uh, for either one, but I know I love that match. I know I love that card. And just by a slight edge, Tommy, I'm giving AEW my weekly winner here on a Saturday.
0: I agree. Solid ass show. Uh, I told Tony Khan when he came on on Wednesday that uh, Miro was going to take the title. Uh, I apologize <laughs> with when I said the main event. I was talking about Pac and Orange Cassidy to to determine who fought um, uh, Kenny Omega with the injury when uh, with yeah. that because I thought they, that match that was another match where we talk about contrast of styles. But you know when when a guy gets hurt and you have to stop the match, kind of think on the fly. That that's a whole other. Realm, but, yeah, man, I agree with you 100% about I felt AEW had dropped the ball on Miro, and you had this gigantic star coming in who was beloved uh, with Rusev Day, and he came in, you know, almost like a comical, you know, counterpart, and I was like, man, they kind of dropped the ball, but guess it what? Weird. That ball was fumbled, and then he did a Franco Harris and literally <laughs> turned his entire career around. Uh, and is now on the trajectory that I think everyone has expected from Miro, where he is a beast. He's a beast as a heel. He's a great baby face, but he's a, an amazing heel. And I'm Tony Khan. The one championship's already around, and I think this is going to be the first of many for Miro in AEW.
2: I, I will say this, and, and listen. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not much of a nitpicker because um, you can nitpick professional wrestling. You know, all day, no, all night. It's what Twitter, guy. it's what Twitter, yeah, right. It's what Twitter's there for, Tommy Dreamer. Uh, but, 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 but the fact that Miro, it did take a year and the fact that it it, it was slow and the fact that it just wasn't resonating in the beginning. I, I wonder what took so long. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hope that AEW and everybody involved learned a lesson with Miro, because I'm just saying, Tommy, in my opinion, it never should have taken this long to pivot to get on the right track with Miro. I, I just feel like we wasted some time.
0: Yeah, but listen, it's timing for everything of course you want to get him on the field and at That's times great. it reminds me of the monday night wars where who's going to show up next it's a big star that you sign and the what they did was cool and if you think about it he was like uh, you know he wasn't on television like for a long long time in wwe in the sense of like he was gone but he he did what he did he filled that spot but he's a guy where okay now I'm I'm here to be a main eventer and I don't he didn't have to really recreate himself but he did it and again another person social media you see how hard he's working out you see how hard he wants it yep. and then vignettes that he does and he turns on you know uh, his, his friend where he was like you know the best man and now is just like he's off and, off to the races and it like the best part about it, it's not a I don't want to say a burial, like how WWE would do it, where it's just like, oh, you got to lose, 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 lose. And then you don't have that value. The only way you have that value is if you go away and you come back. But here, AEW rebuilt him like that. And you ha- no one will remember that other Miro.
2: Well. I hate to, to pivot so hard and pull a 180 here, but you use the word vignette and my mind immediately went to last night and Friday night SmackDown. We haven't even talked about it. The vignettes of Aleister Black, Tommy. I love what I am seeing. I said this last night on Twitter. I love that. Well, first of all, I don't think there's no excuse or no reason why this man shouldn't be one of the biggest things in professional wrestling. Right. But now it looks like for the first time in at least quite some time, the WWE is in Alistair Black. They're putting on these great vignettes. And, Tommy, I love that it's coming on the Fox network because I just feel like Black has that – he has that something special, right? He just needs to be introduced to the fans in a certain way, and it really looks like with this this father sort of thing and this sort of Japanese-inspired uh, animation that they're doing. I just – I couldn't love it anymore.
0: I agree. Um, he's different. He's unique. I loved his entrance when he was uh, on Ooh. Raw – Uh, there's there's a difference about him. He has a unique characteristic. His moveset is great. I think if WWE pushes him the way he should be pushed, you have a star. And that's like, there's nothing wrong with his in-ring. He just needs that rocket up his ass. And that's, again, like I was saying, somebody else believing in him because the fans believe in him.